Good morning. It's Monday, February 26th. Letter to an elder day. I love this. I used to write letters to my grandpa. Everyone loves getting mail. I would write him little letters and like draw silly drawings. And in person, we would never talk about it. But it was just a fun thing. I really liked it. I think he liked it. I'll never know. I tell myself he did. So eh. write a letter today. You're going to love it. And now the news. Sometimes I start an episode and as I'm writing, I'm like, I don't really know what kind of mood I'm in today. I've been busy. And you know how sometimes you just like, you don't know your mood until all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, there it is. That's my mood copy. I am in a capital M mood. I don't know what that means. That's not a saying, but you'll get the feeling pretty quickly here. So South Carolina Republicans went to the polls on Saturday. And as has happened in every other primary, they picked Trump as their candidate. Trump won with 59.8% of the vote. Nikki Haley took home 39.5%. And Ron DeSantis, who is not even running for president anymore, he got 0.4%. So just under 60%, that's what Trump won with. That's not bad. But would you describe it like this? Quote, Trump cruised to victory in the South Carolina primary with the support of an almost unwavering base of loyal voters. No. You probably wouldn't, right? Me neither. You know who did? The Associated Press, which is a wild way to say that Trump got less than 60% of the votes. Even more wild when you consider that this, quote, President Joe Biden easily won South Carolina's Democratic primary on Saturday, clinching a state that he pushed to lead off his party's nominating process after it revived his then-struggling White House bid four years ago, end quote, was how AP announced that Biden had won his South Carolina primary with 96.2% of the vote. And certainly, 96.2% of the vote says unwavering base of loyal voters more than just under 60%, right? Like, you know, you know me and math, but come on. I bring all this up to tell you that, yes, Trump won in South Carolina. That is not a big surprise, but it is news technically, that he won. But also, we are going to need to be so very diligent when we hear how people talk about these elections. Because this is just, it's so annoying. The man is an insurrectionist. And we're like so proud of him for getting almost 60%. Come on. Oh, but Biden's so old. Okay, so is Trump. But Biden doesn't have 91 indictments, a large amount of which came from the time that he tried to steal an election because he is a bad. See what I mean? See see how we found my mood pretty quickly? Turns out it was not hiding. It was just right there in that AP headline. Neat. Sunday marked two years since Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine began. An odd bit of phrasing, sure, but it's important to remember, especially as we're marking this pretty horrific anniversary, that Russia's invasion of Ukraine began when they invaded and later annexed Crimea in 2013. But two years ago is when Putin began his all-out invasion. Since then, it is estimated that close to 70,000 Ukrainians have been killed, with another 100 to 120,000 wounded. President Zelensky said on Sunday that since the invasion began, around 31,000 soldiers have been killed. Though this number has not been verified, this is the first time that he has put an actual number to the loss in his country. He did not want to put a number on the injured or missing so that Russia can't use the information for their benefit. However, he did want to say the 31,000 because he wanted to counter 
Russia's lie that Ukraine had lost 60,000 soldiers. And though there is no positive movement forward in the House, also on Sunday, Zelensky noted that he was still optimistic about a forthcoming $61 billion aid package from America. The House is meant to come back into session on Wednesday. And there's also an update on the Israel-Hamas war, as on Sunday, a man set himself on fire outside of the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C. He remains in critical condition. Details are limited as this is breaking news. It comes on the heels of a weekend that saw White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan noting that, quote, representatives of Israel, the United States, Egypt, and Qatar met in Paris and came to an understanding among the four of them about what the basic contours of a hostage deal for temporary ceasefire would look like. And then he added, quote, there will have to be indirect discussions by Qatar and Egypt with Hamas because ultimately they will have to agree to release the hostages. In the four months since Hamas's October 7th attack in Israel that killed 1,163 people, the death toll in Gaza has risen to just under 30,000. And that's it. That's the news. I said this last week and then it like never really came to fruition. So we'll see what the week looks like. But in theory, we are looking at hopefully getting some Trump crime update time court rulings that will be major. So I don't know. I said this last week also and I said, be alert. And then there was no reason to be alert. So we'll see what happens, I guess. But uh, hey, you know what? It's also for Pete's sake day, which is that's so cute. No one says that anymore. They should. Should I bring it back? Should I start saying it? But more than Pete and his sake, because you are also timeless. I'm proud of you.